This is The Good Stuff. Let's get to know those who are doing the good stuff in our community. We'll chat with everyone from small business owners to local officials. Join us as we go around town to find the hidden gems. This is your host, Andy Tomlinson. Welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. Well, welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. I have a special guest, Joe Lecce from the Ross County uh, Park District. He's the, uh, the director. Very busy guy. Uh, we've been trying to get a podcast together for, well, I, I picked the wrong time. It was the summertime, and that's your busy time, uh, to meet, and there would be something that pops up, and he couldn't do it, or vice versa, and I couldn't do it. Uh, but I finally have uh, Joe in my office uh, doing the podcast, and I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, because you're looking I forward mean, to this. You uh, you're doing a lot for the community. You have for uh, quite some time. How long have you been the director? Uh, director, probably four years. But prior to that, didn't you work for it for a couple of years? Okay, yeah. and you took over from a guy that's been there forever too. Yeah, Gary Merkamp. He was there since the park district began in 1993. Wow, those are some big shoes to fill. Oh yeah. I Gary. bet you were like, oh my. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gary was great. Yeah. He, uh, he, he actually was part-time um, most of those years. So he did a lot with almost, you know, with very little money, what the what the county commissioners gave him every year. And he was able to uh, acquire like 2,000 acres of prime parkland. Wow. With just a, a, a part-time staff member and or two. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, and then um, – so then in 2019, you guys did the levy. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. That was it 19. It's think. hard to keep years straight. I, I, no, I get it. Especially that's the last couple we've had. Right. <laughs> uh, but I think it was 2019 because I, I did some research. And I think I would call that the perfect storm because the district needed it. And you guys used the money to do the trails, right? And then COVID hit. And, yeah. Uh, what was attendance like? Once COVID hit, it probably ten times. Yeah, I'm so used to seeing the parking lot, so I knew on a, any given day I could pretty much guess how many people were going to be in the parking lot. Yeah, um, and then literally COVID hit, and it was ten times or more the the, the number of cars in the parking lots and and the, the yeah. use. I mean, it got me out there to uh, Buzzard Roost. I hadn't been there in years, and then it got me to the other gyms, and I uh, kind of forget the names of them, but they're out there. Uh, Manai. <laughs> it's a weird one. It, they are. Our parks have kind of unusual names because the donors name them. Yeah. So Matakwa. Matakwa. There it is. On Walnut Creek Road. Um, the donor named it that. She started that nature preserve as a private nature preserve in like 1970. It's the Shawnee word for tree. Okay. Um, Good to then, know. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. She named it that. So, of course, she donated the preserve. So, we kept the name. Um, Kenny Connect is another one people have trouble with. Yeah. Obviously named after the village and the, the right. stream. And that was uh, actually a cousin of mine. Uh, the herons. Oh, so you, I think you got, Gary was doing that project and then you came on and they couldn't have been happier. So I, I forgot that you yeah. were related to them. It's interesting that, well, two things that's interesting about, about Kenny Kinnick. Um, one is the herons are looking at another donation of 150 acres on the South side of the stream. So I'm hoping to be able to apply for the clean Ohio grant for that. In February. So by next year, we may have another 150 acres. Yeah, that's awesome. So the herons are just, I didn't know. Yeah. 
absolutely fantastic. They're, yeah. they're excited about it. I mean, I think there's still some hoops they have to jump through to, to, to be you know, 100% sure that's going to happen, but it's really looking that way. Yeah. Um, they are, they are, they're just great guys. Yeah, they are. Uh, well, we actually just lost, uh, uh, a heron. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Drew. Drew. Uh, un- unbelievable. Uh, great guy and, um, just terrible that he's no longer with us. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, both Jock and, and, uh, Her- uh, Huck are still probably pushing the project forward. As, yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, as uh, these donors, uh, you've built your, uh, I guess, footprint. Yes. Uh, and so that's why the, the levy was needed, right? Yes. And uh, so what have you done with the levy or what projects have you, I mean, what haven't you done really? You've been busy since. We've been busy. When you have money, it's, you're busy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, le- the levy was totally needed because we had 2,000 acres that were by and large undeveloped. Right. Gary did what he could with what resources he had. Yeah, did a great the county job. commissioners were great. They gave him two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, but that's not not really enough um, for staff and all that to really run a park district. Yeah. Um, so, well, where to start with what we've done with the, I know the levy money? Uh, well, it's I guess buzzard roost. Start with that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, so as a general rule, there was a, there was um, they were undeveloped and there was a maintenance backlog. Yeah. So I've spent since we got the levy in twenty nineteen. The last couple of years, I've spent mostly catching up the maintenance backlog, Yeah, putting new roofs on barns. All of our, uh, we had like two or three trucks. They were all on their last legs, like sure. mufflers hanging off. And yeah, um, so we got some new equipment. We bought a new tractor. So we're pretty good. And I've almost got that um, maintenance backlog caught up. As a matter of fact, a big, a big moment for me last week, we made these little signs to hang in all the preserves, like on the kiosks that say, text us. If you see anything that needs our attention. Wow. So th- that for me, that represents since I've been at the park district trying to catch up this maintenance for me, that was huge Yeah. because we have things in good shape now. So it basically I'm, I'm daring people find something wrong. And then when you do let us know. That's you know, kind of cool. So it kind of gives you a ticket item and then you work on up that ticket. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. It's, and we have such fantastic staff. The maintenance staff are awesome. It's like, you know, you text them, Hey, there's a tree down on the trail or yeah. blocking whatever. And they're literally, those guys are, are motivated. They're there and yeah. They love they what they do. Through. Yeah. Yeah. And we're glad to have them in our community. So the different places, what's the one that you've been focusing on recently? Ooh. Um, most recently. So well, we, as you know, we just finished that dog play area. Yeah. Tell me about that. So has that been well received? I have not been to that one yet, but I'm going to. Oh yeah. It's, um, it has been, it's, we, I haven't really advertised it a whole lot. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of, it's kind of a soft opening is what we did. So we, we had the festival to kind of get, the, to get the word out and I'm just seeing how people use it, make sure things good before we really start advertising it. So it's basically a 50 acre uh, fence free, leash free area. So you can take your dog out. You got 50 acres of, you know, lawn or woods. Um, there's a mile of stream bank. They can swim. Uh, it's just a great, there's no fences anywhere. And where is it? It's Maple Grove, a prairie. So it's a hundred acre preserve on, um, the corner of Maple Grove road and Anderson station road. Okay. So on the West side. Yeah. Off of veterans parkway. Okay. I know exactly where it is. And so I, uh, dropped my daughter off at cross country at the uh, Hopewell. Yeah, Caddy Corner. Yeah, and I always wondered why there's a bunch of cars. Well, now that explains it. That's the parking lot. Yeah. Okay. So, so that um, 
Well, two things with that that I, I can throw out there. One is there's an idea that I've kind of implemented with that. Most people think, well, you know, a dog, a leash free dog um, area and a nature preserve don't go together. But the longer I'm in this business, it's like, you know, they do go together. Sure. Any any human endeavor can have an element of conservation. Yeah. And so it's along with this idea that I've developed that every space is green space and every place is a park. Yeah. You know, so the people who support the dog play area, if you go there um, in a certain part, you'll see um, these tree islands with wildflowers and native grasses planted in those islands. Um, and then there's like dog runways in between. So we've really incorporated nature conservation with the dog play area, two things you think would totally not go together. But just like you wouldn't think hunting and nature conservation go together, but the hunters and the fishermen are the one who saved wildlife in Ohio in, in the 1900s. Sure. Um, we didn't have deer or turkey or anything left in the state, and the hunters threw the money in and brought all that stuff back. So so that's just one idea that I like to throw out there. The other thing is I think we're going to develop a kayak access right there at Maple Grove, and it's like a um, – Maybe a two-hour float from there to the Copple Complex, to the soccer complex on North Fork Creek. And you guys do Copple Soccer Complex as well? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So, Copple is actually, we're we joint owners with the city. Okay. Um, the city supports it financially. Um, we run it, basically. Sure. Uh, and they, they give us some money, which is very helpful. Yeah. Um, it's amazing yeah. how many things you guys got going on. Uh you're talking about the green space initiative. Is that what you're talking about? What you're yeah. So the green space initiative was, so my background is as a naturalist and wildlife biologist. Yeah. Um, but I really haven't pushed conservation in the parks because we had the maintenance backlog to catch up. I just wasn't time yet. So yeah. recently I've kind of come up with the green space initiative, which is basically our branding for the conservation effort. So it's just like an opportunity for us and the public to get involved in conservation. Yeah. Um, whether it's in the parks with like at baseball park, we're planting two acres right now. We're planting two acres of native grasses and wildflowers, pollinators. Um, but it may not all be in our parks. Josh, Josh Hederson, or what's his last name? Hedinger, Josh Hedinger, the, the mayor of Adelphi. Oh yeah. Called me Josh. recently and said, Hey, we have this little strip in the middle of Adelphi. We would love to plant wildflowers. You know, can you give us some guidance or whatever? Yeah. And so, uh, we drove out there. Um, the guy, the biologist that helps us. Uh, Seth Rankin who gave him some advice and the parks is going to help whatever, however we can. It's yeah. not our property, you know, we can't spend a lot of money cause it's taxpayer money, right? you know, but we can, we can help spread the idea that every space is green space. Well, it also helps uh, maintenance too. You guys don't have to mow that anymore. It can grow naturally and yes. uh, it helps both. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I figured we saved, it takes about six hours to mow the baseball park and we saved, I have to, I have to look at the numbers. I'm not exactly sure, but we saved about 25%. Wow. Of our mowing time yeah. just by planting that. Plus, it's nice to look at. I mean, yeah. It's better than just, you know, grass is not really being used and uh, it's a good good way. It's kind of like uh, on a golf course when they put bunkers and other things and it kind of helps out the maintenance. Yes, absolutely. And Kids with, can chase how many acres do you, do you guys have? 2,000 acres? About 2,000. Yeah. You got to do that for as, as much as you can because it's hard to, I mean, in the summertime, what's how long does it take to, to mow or maintain a property or how many people do you have on staff on your when it's like the height of summer. Yeah. The, the mowing, it probably, oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never really calculated the mowing for all the properties. It's, I'm sure it's just unbelievable how many. It, well, the, the bike path alone, we have 22 miles of bike path. That's 22 miles. That's 44 miles. And that's just one strip up and back. So that I, the bike path takes about You're 20 talking hours. talking about the uh, uh, bike path um, in town? Yeah. So we So own, you maintain that. 
Well, not in the city. We own from the city limit out to the Fayette County line. Wow. That's huge. Yeah. And then tell, talk, let's talk about that. Didn't you have like a, like the road caved in or? So that's a tough one. Yeah, I sure it <laughs> so is. The bike path is a, a bit controversial. Um, so like I said, we have 22 miles of that. We have 14 bridges. Jeez. Um, so the maintenance cost is enormous. Yeah. What we have, so the, the bike path parallels um, the North Fork and Paint Creek. Yeah. And you have places where the oxbows of the creek get really close to the bike path. Well, when the railroad built that 100 years ago, they shored all that up with big, huge sandstone. They shored the bank up and stabilized the bank so when the water hit it, it wouldn't wash it out. Well, over the last 100 years, water has got behind that rock and washed it out into the stream bed. Well, now you just have exposed soil. So it's moving really quickly. One area I calculated through uh, satellite imagery is moving about 10 feet a year wow. towards the bike path. It's only 50 feet away. Five years, it's into the bike path. And these these um, repairs are not cheap. If you if you ride the bike path, you'll see these huge areas where the it's a 20-foot drop to the stream wow. or whatever. And I, I counted big slips and little slips. I documented 31 slips on our, our – Just so your, your section. Yeah. Wow. 22 miles. So the, the cost is enormous. And people are like, why don't you fix it? Or why don't you fix the, the root damage on the trail? Well, it's not that simple. If we fix the root, say we spend, you know, $30,000 fixing the root damage on the trail. Well, next year we may have to spend a million dollars fixing the slips. Sure. So do you spend the money and then have to close it next year? Right. You know, and people want them fixed. Yeah. But do you really want us to spend a million dollars of your tax money to fix this one area? Yeah. So it's complicated. And, and, um, actually, uh, one of our board members, Tom White is in charge of that bike path. He's, he's passionate about it and he's kind of taking it on as his project. Sure. Um, so he's doing everything in his power you know, to get to, that fixed. Yeah. It requires a long-term maintenance plan. It's just, it's really complicated when yeah. you're talking about something of that magnitude. Yeah. I didn't realize that you guys had that too. I mean, that you have a lot to maintain and, um, and I don't know how you guys did it without a levy. How many, how many staff members do you have now? Um, I have, let's see, myself, I have two full-time in the office, Miranda and Aaron Stanley, who's the project manager. Um, Miranda though, doesn't she do like programming too? She does. Yeah. She, she was doing programming. She also runs the office. Sure. Um, you have to have many hats, I'm sure. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're small. Yeah. Um, and then we have probably a half a dozen guys on the maintenance staff and we have a couple of hosts at the buzzard roost who put in 20 hours a week. Um, yeah. Depending on the season, the height I'm always thinking we might have, you know, eight or 10 or 12 staff okay. members on maintenance on trail maintenance and things of that nature. Yeah. yeah. So I looked at the calendar events They're They're not as, uh, broad as they were during the summer. It's, you know, it's winter months. It's coming up. I see you have a uh, yoga, uh, in the park. Have you, have you done that? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we basically, I was just like, Hey, let's, uh, let's bring some, try to bring some yeah. out, you know, and, and I called the, the yoga owners in town and they're all like, yeah, let's do it. So they've all agreed to come and do like one yoga per month or. Is it pretty well attended? Yeah. I would say it's pretty well attended. Yeah. They, they usually have, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 people. Wow. To do, which they limit their class size. Cause. Sure. Well, and I, I've done yoga and it, Actually, through COVID, I did a little bit, and uh, so maybe I'll get out there. I doubt it, but you never know. It's tough, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. You don't realize it. You're like, uh, oh my. Oh yeah. You're like, oh, these women are Vikings. Yeah, oh, yeah. They are. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I first did. I'm like sweating profusely. I'm like, holy cow. Me too. <laughs> yeah. This is a workout. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. So what, which trail do you think is the most popular? Well, apart from the bike path, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a multi-use asphalt trail. Um, the, the buzzard roost yeah. would be the, because of the cliffs and the gorge and the views from the gorge would probably be the most popular. But I like the other one too. What's it called? Hog the hoggard on the other side. Yeah, that's, that's a, a great trail too. It's a cool trail, and both are used quite a bit. What do you think? Which which trail do you think is is like the hidden gem? Like no one really goes on it. It's not as well populated. Uh, maybe tell the public hey maybe we'll check that Go out check this out okay here's what you want to check out um at mataqua that yeah. we're talking about in the fall the pond up there at the top um top it's, the it's a loop trail it's yeah. only like a mile yeah or a little over a mile but there's a pond on the trail it is absolutely amazing in the fall huh. it's probably my, the most scenic spot we have apart from the view from the buzzards. at the buzzard roost yeah yeah if you haven't been to that one that's that's a cool one yeah uh i wouldn't you know, during COVID, I think we went to every one of them several times. If there's only, if there's one good thing about COVID was that, you know, you got the families together, everyone was hiking. Uh, I, I need to get back to that. I feel like it's like, you know, COVID made us all uh, do that. And then our lives got busy again and our schedules got filled again. And we've kind of forgot to go back to that. But I think now that it's uh, winter time, people are going to be more out apt to, you know, on a nice day, go out and hike. So. Yes. And it's not just you. Yeah. From what I'm seeing, it's kind of a, a reaction. People are kind of um, yeah, reacting the same way. Yeah. They spend a lot of time outside. They got behind on things or they're they're anxious to socialize. Yeah. So they're not outside as much anymore. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you. I think it'll even back out. It will. Uh, I mean, just for me, it's my kids' schedules of, of sports and uh, that'll trickle down a little bit and, and stop. And I'm sure everyone else is the same way. So- on your workday, what's the what's the perfect workday look for you like for you? Do you do more in the office, or are you more on trails? Or are you more on? I am mostly uh, we'll call it in the office. Yeah, but I'm out of the office a lot well, too. I wouldn't call that a perfect workday. I'm sure oh. for you. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. It's it's tough, you know, being behind a laptop for yeah. hours. Especially Anybody who does a, that, a nature and, guy. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but right. someone needs to do it, right? Right. Yeah. Right. As a matter of fact, when I was offered the job as director, I refused it. Really? I was like, no way. I'm not, there's, I can't sit in office well, that Because you're passionate about nature. And, yes. Yeah. But once, once I took it on, you know, as an interim, just to try to help get us through a little rough spot there, I loved it. Yeah. Well, it's a, I mean, I would call that kind of a dream job and, and you came in at the right time uh, and you're doing a great job because, I mean, we really needed someone to oversee that because it's so huge and vast. I mean, it's that's oh, thank a, you. Thank yeah, I mean, that's a big deal. You got you got lots uh, lots to deal with, and uh, you're doing a heck of a job. I mean, and you're not like sitting on your laurels. I mean, you open a dog park. I'm sure, knowing you, do you have other things on the horizon? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you do you want to share or no? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, happy to share. Um, well, we also just finished renovating Koppel, the soccer complex. Those there's no huge major changes that are noticeable, but we the we got a grant for two hundred thousand dollars, a capital grant. Um, Gary Merkamp actually got it, I believe, in Zach Breath. Um, so we just spent that, but it's we built a shelter house with it. We we s repaired the road. We um, added the posts. We re um, renovated the playground. Just a lot of little stuff. Yeah, and two hundred thousand goes pretty quick. Sure, surprise. Well. <laughs> Surprisingly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, 
building costs and all that stuff has gone sky high. Right, absolutely. Um, so Coppola is totally renovated. We just finished that. That's good to have it done. Yeah. Um, we just closed that out. We are looking at putting a championship level Frisbee golf course at the baseball park on Egypt Pike. Oh, wow. So we have the baseball fields, but we also own 60 acres um, of wooded area behind the baseball park. That's quite a bit of land. Yeah. Um, the commissioners just um, gave that to us. Wow. Are in the process of transferring the title to that. So we're, we're looking seriously at a championship level Frisbee golf. What's championship mean? Just. That's a good question. Yeah. Well, I haven't got far enough into the uh, into the process to to know what championship what the difference in championship is. Um, Are you uh, uh, talking to Mike Shank? Yes, yeah. actually, um, him and there's a couple other people. Ryan Lee Masters helping out, um, but Mike come out and looked at. It, he's like, "Yeah, that's great. It's fantastic." Um, yeah. Mike is going to get a hold of a professional developer, so we want to make sure that we're doing the right thing, obviously, because it's it's you know it's a few miles out of city limits. Yeah. Um, so we want to look at those kind of logistics to make sure this thing can be successful. But, but the word on the street is we really need a, a championship level course. Sure. It's wooded. It, the, the terrain is hilly. So it makes for an interesting, you know, you can throw around trees or, yeah. you know, different elevations. That's cool. So the word is. Uh, and probably it would bring people into town as well. I mean, it's. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? I've talked to some people that live down south, and they've came to Buzzard's Roost uh, just to do a, a hike, which I was shocked. You know, other people from different counties are coming into Voss County to do hiking on Buzzard's Roost. You know, I think, you know, Great Seal and, and uh, the other great places around, but I, I never thought they'd come to our Ross County parks. It's pretty cool. It is cool. It's actually, I'm surprised too. We have, uh, we've been doing some data collection with visitors at Buzzard's yeah. Roost. Last year, 27% of our visitors were from out of county. That's amazing. Most of them from Columbus or Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, they're, they're finding the Buzzard's Roost either through word of mouth mostly, yeah. or also they're just looking it up on the web. Sure. Because People you know, talking. You, and, yeah. Yeah. You, you come from Columbus, Cincinnati towards Southeast Ohio, Chillicothe is kind of the first place you hit. Mm -hmm. So it's like, hey, it's convenient to those big cities. Right. They Run come down. It, we're, we're not a big city, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you used to live on the premises. Uh, we kind of were talking about that a little bit. Uh, you, you had you lived on Buzzard's Roost uh, and you recently moved because you probably were like me when I was uh, living in my office. Uh, people would knock on your door and, and say, "Hey, can you do this?" This, so you probably had, you had to you had to make the move, right? I had to make the move. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just at work twenty four seven. Yeah, and which just, is great for the first few years, and then I was like, "All right, I need a break." Yeah, because I mean, it's amazing how many people knock on your door and say, "Hey, I need this, this." You're like, I, I need a little break myself, <laughs> right? But so now you're you're a city dweller and uh, kinda. You live downtown now, and uh, but your your escape now is to the to the trails. Am I correct on that? Yeah, yeah. And as me is, well, I live on the same street now. Uh, same same thing. And so other people can uh, do the same. You know, yes. live in town and go out and and hike, bike, whatever you want to do. You said you have bike trails besides the downtown. Do you have any other? Not downtown, but the the bike trail itself is there any other bike trails that people can go to or can they bike on they can't bike on buzzard roost or anything like that no no we don't allow mountain bikes on our other trails okay. because they just they degrade the trails so bad sure um and they're not built for that right we do have mountain biking trails but i'm not a mountain biker most people go to great seal yeah. um, i know paint creek state park has mountain bike trails yeah side of the trails does too yes yeah so there's places for them 
just Ross County Parks, more hiking is your number one. Right. Yeah. Right. And we, we've been looking at like possibilities for mountain biking. Um, we're actually thinking about a small pump track, a dirt pump track, which basically is a little, like almost like a BMX track when we were yeah. kids. But the idea is that you can pump the bicycle up and down without having to pedal. Yeah. So these days they call it a pump track, but we're looking at just a, an easy, small pump track for Koppel. Well, I shouldn't say what the city might do. I guess that's not my place. But <laughs> so this, the, the city, to my understanding, is looking at the possibility of a, an actual pump track in town, like a professional pump track. Yeah, they have one in Portsmouth. Yes. Yeah. Um, so this little dirt one that we put at Koppel might be just a tester. Yeah. You know, like a taster. Just to see if people like it. And then, right. Yeah. Because uh, I think it's well received down south. And might as well try it in Ross County because kind of we're, we're a hub for these other cities. So, yes. Yeah. Is there anything that we didn't touch on uh, that you'd like to share? Um, you know, the, the big thing, I guess one more big thing is um, a bike path extension. Mm. So we applied for that grant a few months ago. We're not going to know till the next month or two. Hopefully we'll get a phone call telling us that we got the grant, but we applied for like 315,000 bucks for a half a mile extension to connect the bike path at Western Avenue at the Dollar General where Veterans Parkway is. Yeah. That's where the par- yep. a spur terminates to connect that with Koppel. So if we can get this, if we get this grant, we'll be able to build this little half mile addition to the bike path and people can park at Koppel and access the bike trail from there. Okay. Or they can, you know, come from the city and ride their bikes to the Koppel complex and reach the Western side yeah. of town. It'd be a little hairy going on Western Avenue from the city. I'm trying to think how you'd do it. Well, you just have to cross Western Avenue. Okay. So you don't have to actually ride on Western Avenue. Yeah. But you do cross it in front of um, the Dollar General. Sure. At but that light. light. Yeah. Yeah. And ODOT, they've been fantastic too. They're like, well, if you get this grant, we'll figure out a way to make that crossing better. Yeah. Well, good. That's awesome. Because that is a, I mean, I'm on the bike path a lot. I, I think most people are. Yeah. Uh, it's probably the most popular trail in Ross County. Well, good. I hope, uh, when will you know? Well, they said late fall. Okay. So. We're getting closer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed we get it. Right. So I always, I always end these, uh, with your favorite breakfast, lunch, and dinner spot. Ooh. So my favorite spot and where I usually go, I guess are two different things. Yeah. I usually go to McDonald's for an Egg McMuffin. Boy, it's quick and easy. It is. And it's yeah. right on Western Avenue. I'm going yeah. to freaking on work. Yeah. And, yeah. And I go to Subway for a tuna sub for lunch. Yeah. Every, I know every employee in there. Those girls on Western Avenue in the Subway are just awesome. I know yeah. all their families. I know everything that's going yeah. on. I've been going in there for years. Um, and then dinner, I would have to say the Smokehouse yeah. is my absolute favorite. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so what... Uh, what book are you currently reading or would you like to share? Well, I just opened a book called The Biological Basis of Morality. And it's basically just the neurobiology of where human moral behavior comes from. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm really interested in, in um, I don't want to go too, too deep into that, but yeah, I'm interested in the biological basis of, That's cool. of human behavior and human society. And Yeah. And you just opened it. So you, yeah. You don't know much about it yet. Not yet. Yeah. And then uh, Night Owl, Early Riser, both. Oh, Night Owl. Night Owl. Definitely. You know, obviously with the job, yeah. <laughs> you can't really be a Night yeah, Owl. Right. But yeah. left to my own devices, I'm totally a Night Owl because I'm an introvert. And so everything gets quiet. The phone stops ringing. And it's that's my chance. To, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll sometimes, if I 
with this job, you know, I extrovert a lot. Yeah. Because phone calls, meetings, which yeah. is great, but it's hard on me. So sometimes I'll just, I'll be sleep deprived, but I will still stay up because I need that alone time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, so um, for for people to get a hold of you or the park district, you can go online, right? RossCountyParkDistrict.com. Awesome. Yep. It's got all the email addresses and telephone numbers. Well, keep up the good work. You're doing great things. I'm excited to see what the future holds because if you know Joe, he's just going to keep on going and, and building new things and, and trying new things and making our community better. That's the good stuff. Well, thank you. Yeah. Joe, thank you for the your time. I'm glad we finally got to connect. Excellent. Me too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.